Welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast. As you are aware, we're celebrating a lot of our beautiful Black entrepreneurs this month. We have another special guest in the house. But before we start, rent is high, bills are due. So here's a word from our sponsor, from us to you. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Divine Timing. Divine Timing is an encouragement and edification company specializing in beautifully designed digital journals and planners to help you get and keep your life uplifted and in order. Go to feelforme.com and check out the online store and all of our WMB listeners will receive 22% off everything on the website by putting in the code WMB22 at checkout. So go shopping and get your life. Okay, so y'all know we start with a quote every single episode. So today's quote is, life is a camera. Focus on what's important. Capture the good times. Develop from the negative. And if things don't work, take another shot. From Ziad, Ziad? What do y'all think about that quote? We'll start Miss Amber. Yes, I definitely agree with that. I think a lot of times we don't stop and think about, you know, what's really going on as far as taking in the moment because we get so caught up with life and everything else. I agree with that. Um, ladies, nay, sanity. I agree with that as well. I definitely think not only just taking those moments to appreciate what is in front of you the way that it is, however it is, but also taking those moments to grow from it if those things aren't, you know, A1, if they're not something that you were expecting but being able to take what it is, learn, grow, and evolve and be a better person for it. And, you know, worst case scenario, try it again. Exactly. I love the fact that this is very descriptive and simplistic and very process oriented. Like it literally tells you what to do in a way that I feel like most people don't think about life. I really like this. This might get put on the cell phone in the, the notes app. <laughs> yes, I agree with y'all. I love it because especially where it's says like develop from your negatives like if we're not developing from our mistakes and things like that like what's the point of life when life is supposed to be about growing and learning and taking another shot you know so yeah I thought that was cute and ladies and gents I know y'all heard our new voice today so I'm excited to introduce this beautiful new voice as I said earlier we have a special guest her name is Ambra B and she's joined us today and we are thrilled to capture this moment haha y'all like I did that (laughs) anywho Miss Ambra introduce yourself yeah Yes, thank you for having me, guys. My name is Amber Bogart, and I'm the owner of Amber B Photography and Makeup, or Makeup and Photography. And so I am very excited to be on here today and to share all my knowledge with you guys. Nice. And longtime listeners or first-time listeners, we start every episode with an either-or. So I'm going to give you the either-or for today. So today's either-or is, would you rather see everything in black and white or everything in technicolor i don't know y'all i think black and white like i like i want to see like it is or it isn't you know like it is what it is like (laughs) i don't want any in between or anything i don't know yeah i just want to be able to see it directly i think i want to see everything in technicolor i feel like there are so many different versions of things and seeing as how my favorite color is purple in all shades of the purple i want to see all shades of the purple i want to see the plums i want to see the lavenders i want to see the lilacs and the violets and all the things and I think life is so colorful that I'd be missing out on so much not being able to experience it for our listeners who are not aware of what technicolor is could you define that for us so my very 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 layman's term of technicolor is just everything in its brightest form so take a color pump it up to the nth degree and that's technicolor that might not be the true definition that's what 
what I'm working with. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, For me, I would like to be black and white. And I say that because there's something so beautiful in a black and white photo. So to see life in black and white, to really take away the color, if that makes sense, will be just interesting to see. So, and plus, aren't there people out here that are colorblind that only see black and white? I think colorblind is removing red and green. Yeah, they see colors, but not in like the RGBiv RGB. category. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that leaves me, y'all, if you are aware of my personality by now, you already know what I'm going to say. I want to see things in Technicolor. I want to have my very own um, Alice in Wonderland moment. Y'all remember the Alice in Wonderland with all of the colors? I want it to be Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I want all of the brightness. I, my moods are so based on my environment and my surroundings that I feel like if I did straight black and white, I'm going to be dreary every day, all day. So yes, give me all of the brightest colors in the rainbow. Okay. That reminds me, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Pleasantville. Have you ever seen that movie Pleasantville? So it's it's about this guy who's like really obsessed with this show from like the 50s and it's a black and white show. And somehow him and his sister get sucked into this world of this, this show, this 1950s show. So the majority of the movie is all done in like black and white. And as people start experiencing different parts of life that real people do as opposed to them being in the 50s because in the 50s they had very they didn't talk about certain things certain things didn't exist you they were just implied but never talked about but when these characters started actually like experiencing things then things started to pop up in color and then there were actual like roses and then there was like a blue sky and like colorful dresses and all of a sudden this world turns into a fully colorful show it's a it's a weird movie but it's it's a very interesting one if you guys haven't seen it i recommend you guys check it out because it's pretty enjoyable but the symbolism behind it is really cool i've seen that movie and it is it is really good like it's a really great example of what the question what the question was wandavision also did something similar to that's what i was about to ask i was like is it similar to wandavision Okay, so we'll put both of them in the blog. So yeah, so ladies, we know what day it is. I just wanted to ask y'all a quick question. Do y'all have a win for this week? Like, what's one win that y'all have for this? We'll start with Miss Amber. I'm gonna see a win for me. Oh, well, these last few days, I was able to actually like do my 10,000 steps. <laughs> Conquer my 10,000 steps each day since Monday. So so that's a good win for me, honey. Yes, come through. I struggle with trying to get 4,000. So yes, yes. What about you, Miss Nate uh, Sunny? So my win for this week is that I stopped threatening everybody and their mama that I was gonna cut all my hair off, and I did it. I am short hair, don't care, cutting off all them dead ends, both literally and figuratively. So yes, that is my win for this week. I have new time. <laughs> I, listen, you guys, you guys can't see her haircut, but it is so cute on her. Truly. I absolutely love it. It's the best thing. Um, I think my win for this week is making it through week one of a new job. And it's different because it's working at home. And that whole thing is definitely new to me. And I've never done it before. So I did it. Yay. Yay. My win is learning about TikTok. So that is something that I have been wanting to learn to do. And so so we were able to be trained on it. And I know that sounds, so you younger people, I know y'all can just figure this out. My brain don't work like y'all. So I haven't, I needed a training. So was happy about that. And so thank you ladies for sharing y'all's win. So Miss Amber, what is photography? So photography, well, to me really is capturing the moments, important moments for people. And just in general, capturing the, those life experiences and things like that. The most important time in life and not even really just the most important time in life also just capturing those people you know so people can always have something to look back on you know I think in today's age like we don't have any photos printed out anymore like you know how like we used to could go back and look at you know our photo album you know of our parents our grandparents and family and stuff like when's the last time y'all actually had pictures printed out (laughs) when I was a kid (laughs) I think it was 
five years ago. And only because my honey and I went on vacation and we took a bunch of pictures and I somehow I got this like collage frame and I'm like, well, this will be cute to put up. And then I was like, well, how do I print pictures? <laughs> like, where do I go <laughs> to go? It's been so long. It's been so long because we did it on like my phone and like a digital camera and stuff. And so things have a SIM card and it, I really had to Google it. Like y'all don't judge me. I'm in my mid thirties. I was like, where do I go to get pictures printed? And so we have some in our little collage frame, but like that was the last time I printed anything. So please don't ask me because I re- that was an, an adventure. Wow. You see how far we are removed from <laughs> back in the day when you could, you really had a photo album and you were looking through it. And so, but yeah, that's just what photography is to me, just really capturing those moments, capturing people at their, you know, and just being able to go back and look at those memories. Gotcha. Okay. So how do you feel photography is a reflection of your adulting life? So far as it's really, you know, honestly, oh, it's such a hard question sometimes. Like, well, it's <laughs> not, but it is. But so really what I've realized is that photography really just helped me find, actually, it was really my purpose, honestly. Like um, for so long, I, I never did photography when I was younger or in my 20s or anything like that. I didn't get into photography until kind of late. Like I've only, I've been doing photography now for about four to five years, but it's like, I was just kind of going through life just flowing. And I didn't know, you know how like you feel kind of, sometimes you feel empty. You like, what's next? Like this can't be it to life. Like there has to be more. And so um, at the time I, you know, I was married, but I didn't have kids or any, I, we, we didn't have kids or anything. And so I was just kind of, I mean, I was just kind of flowing through life, not really knowing. And so, and then I found photography and I've just fell in love with it. But the crazy part of, of all of this is that you never know, like what almost kind of like what you might be destined for, how many times it presents itself in life. For example, um, my whole life, everybody has known me to carry around a camera and I never realized it. I never thought about doing photography or anything like that. I just always had a camera. Like from the time I literally was like, I got my first camera at like six and I took pictures at a birthday party. They look horrible, but um, it's like half, half the people are cut out in the photos. But the crazy thing is, is that all of the pictures that all my friends, everybody pretty much has, I took them when we were younger and I never, I never, it, it was just weird. Like I didn't start doing this until, like I said, like five years ago when I fell in love with it, but I always had a camera and never realized it. So I love that for so many reasons because it's kind of like if you're thinking about the journey you've always had a camera with you so you've always had your purpose with you you just have to stop take a quick picture and actually realize like hey this is my purpose I'm doing my purpose like how amazing is that right that is so true I've never looked at it like that either that's a good point yes yes yes. and so my next question for you well before I get to that question I'm going to follow up with who gave you your first camera my mom your mom yeah so she saw something in you that you didn't see in yourself at that time because she kept giving you these cameras did somebody have to keep buying these cameras when you were six <laughs> well the thing about it is my mom likes to take pictures now she's she's not a professional or anything like that she just likes to take pictures as well like she's very into artsy as well like I and so me I am too and so um I don't know she just I, I would ask for a camera and she would get it for me and so and I it was a play school camera y'all it was blue and yellow <laughs> I love it because I'm thinking about like the millennials or younger millennials will call us like older because we actually had those type of cameras. But I remember those. Oh, man. Yes, with Kodak film that you had to go get processed and drop it off at Walmart <laughs> before Walgreens and CVS came along. You only had one place to take it to, which was Walmart. And you had to wait for about a week until they come back. Before they get developed. Yes. And so speaking of developing film, you are now developed into what we call an adult. I call myself an adult-ish because I'm still figuring this thing out, honestly. So how would you describe your transition into adulting or how would you describe adulting? So for me, honestly, y'all, I've been working since I was 14 years old. My first job was Subway and they didn't even know I was 14. They thought I was 16 when I got hired. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and then like I started paying like for everything 
between basically supporting myself, even though, you know, I live at home and everything, but everything else I pay for, like all my bills, anything I had, I pretty much paid for them. So from when I moved out the house and when I became an adult, as far as the physical side of like paying bills, doing what I'm supposed to, that was already in me because I had been doing it for so long. So I knew how to survive and things like that. But, you know, mentally kind of sucks sometimes because you feel like that, man, I've been working hard for like a really long time and I haven't got to like just really sit back and enjoy life because, you know, I was one of those teenagers who was always at work and stuff like that. But later on or whatever, like, oh, and not to mention, I always had two jobs, especially like in my 20s. Like I always had this mentality like, oh, if I'm just sitting somewhere, I could be somewhere making money or whatever. And so I later, like once I start, it's really crazy because like once you you work so long or whatever, because you think that's what adulting is about, working hard and had, you know, and money, like you when you're younger, you know, because you're like, I just want some money, you know. But as you get older, you start to realize mentally, like that's not even what it's about. Like you have to take time to look at life and enjoy life. And so that's one thing. That's definitely what I have learned and um far as transitioning from, you know, teens to 20s to I feel like adulting now is in our 30s. I don't know why, <laughs> but I feel like I'm an adult. But if you would have asked me at 25, was I an adult? I wouldn't, I would have been like, no. <laughs> See, I love that because when I was 25, this is how you know I was young and dumb. <laughs> when I was 25, I was like, oh, I know everything. I'm paying my own bills. I'm doing this. Da, da, da. And then when you hit 30, you're like, child, I don't know nothing, nothing at all. I'm just here. Like, Lord help, guide me, literally. Step right. Step. <laughs> See, and I disagree. Maybe it's because y'all know friends of the pot my 24 25 was different than typical people and I don't know if you know but I got married at 24 so oh, wow. <laughs> yeah it wasn't the play play but I think your 30s not when you really become an adult but I think that's when you settle in within yourself so you're an adult you know in your 20s and everything but I think 30s is when you either find out who you truly are or when you stop apologizing for who you truly are And that, you know, covers a whole different level of adulthood. I think that's the pinnacle that we're all trying to reach to say that we're an adult, but we don't ever verbalize that. I definitely agree. That is so true. I feel like after 30, stuff gets real. Like, but you you know what? It's it's really crazy because I feel like it was always there. We just, it's like in your 20s, like, well, I know it was different for you because you said it got real for you at 25, but it's like in your 20s, you feel like you don't have the same worries like it's not that you feel invincible but you just don't you know you just is I don't know you're kind of carefree but it's like at 30 like I feel like stuff gets like real like you start worrying about your health and you know your credit and <laughs> your finances and you know your well wellness especially with COVID you really start worrying about your health like and I think um I don't know it's just it's, it's crazy but yeah it's, it's like on the oh and anxiety depression tra- childhood trauma it's like where was all this in our 20s because I wasn't thinking about all of this stuff it's so I'm so glad you said that Nay sent me something this morning with <laughs> Well, this morning she sent me an IG post, but it was talking about goals and objectives. And so it was like, I think, who's married to Gabrielle Union? Um, I remember Dwayne Wade. Yeah. I forgot who he was talking to. I want Emmanuel Ocho. There we go. Okay. See, we just had to get there. But Emmanuel was talking about how, well, so Wade asked him about goals and life and things like that. And so Emmanuel talked about of like how he doesn't think we shouldn't believe in goals because that's how you set yourself up for failure in the summary of it is that oh we want to have you know you want to be married by this time you want to have a kid by this time and you want all of this before you're 31 well then what happens when you're 31 now you spiral into a depression or spiral into anxiety spiral of like well now what do I do with my life because I never got these goals versus having an objective for your life if your objective is to have a child you can have the child at any time because that's an objective versus a goal because a goal we typically put a deadline on and when we put that deadline to it now it hinders us in our honestly adulting of 
of like, oh, well, I didn't complete that. And then even in our society, we think about like, oh, you're you're 30 and you don't have kids. Oh, you're 30. You're not married. What's wrong with you? And it's like, well, nothing's wrong with me. It's just my journey may have been different than yours. So, so with that, what are some words that you would use to describe your beautiful journey into your now adulthood-ish? I would say it's like for me, I don't know if it's like describing it. I feel like it's levels. Like I'm, y'all going to so, so y'all are going to laugh. Okay. So like my favorite movie is like Love and Basketball. So I, y'all, it's so weird because I look at this in quarters <laughs> rather than words. I look at it as like first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. Not saying that fourth quarter is the end or anything like that, but that's how I would say, you know, I don't know. It's like I'm playing this game of life and, you know, it's different quarters. So, um, you know, first quarter was pretty easy because, you know, because you know, you're carefree, you know, and second quarter, you know, oh, you're getting up there, you know, it's getting a little rough and now it's kind of like halftime at 30s and it's like, woo, okay. <laughs> I got to stick in there, you know, like, and so I don't know. It's kind of weird, but that's how I like, I kind of look at it and kind of can describe it or whatever. But I feel like, you know, now um, it's getting, it, it, you know, like life is changing. It's just, it's constantly changing and you just never know what you're going to get when it comes to life. So I don't know. I don't necessarily really feel like I have any words to describe. I just feel like it's like a game. I totally agree with that. And and I just want to say you took me back with that Love and Basketball reference because for a summer straight, I watched, no, for a year straight, I watched Love and Basketball every Sunday after church. So (laughs) it was my favorite movie at the time. So yes, you just (laughs) brought me back. (laughs) Oh man, I just wanted to follow up with something because I think you said something that was so powerful is that you said we did a first quarter like you look at it in quarters right so like the 30s is the halftime and when you said that I was like okay well what happens during halftime that's when every, all the teams leave they reflect of what did you do the first quarters that were wrong so we don't repeat that in the second half right but right. also they reset so it's so interesting because I'm seeing this shift and I and I guess it's because of the people I'm around I don't know but like most of my friends are similar in the same age and right now everybody's shifting in this halftime area of their reflect their resetting they don't want to a either live the life that their parents live by the time they get to their 40s they don't (laughs) want to be in the same financial position (laughs) so they're trying to start businesses they're trying to do all these things during this halftime which is the 30s so by the time they hit 40 it's like a whole different ball game it's like yes we really on these yachts we really out here in our homes and if COVID really hit we in these hundred million dollar mansions like Tyler Perry and we don't have to leave <laughs> and I just wanted to say that because I hope everybody got that like if you right now every as a world we are in reset we're in a halftime this is the time to reset Ooh, as I say that a huge boat just passed by in the window telling you God is working today okay I'm done I was gonna say something very similar and I think that description is probably one of the most accurate that I think that we've heard from conversations that we've had in the past because just like Nakai said like a lot of people that I know were in this season of regroup and refocus and let's read like course correct you know what I mean I don't know what the first half we was winging it kind of I mean real talk and so now we're like oh shit (laughs) you know now we're trying to figure it out and figure out what do we want the second half you know to look like and I think that that description that metaphor was like right on the money amen hallelujah miss amber since you are in this time of regrouping you know to get to this point did you have a blueprint for adulthood going in. Heck no. <laughs> no way. You know, I feel like, no, like far as, you know, it's so crazy because like with our life, you know, with our life, especially like our culture, um, we don't, ha- we definitely didn't have a, br- a blueprint, you know, far as, you know, you just, we just have, it's that mentality to work hard. Like that's all we, you know, I don't know about you guys, but that's all I've ever, you know, heard, I've ever heard was like, oh, you know, if you, whatever you want in life, you know, you got to work hard for it, which, but in their way, they were meaning like where I'm from, because I'm from a small country town or whatever, but they weren't 
mean in like achieving your goals, like whatever you want to achieve, you got to work hard at it. No, they were like, oh no, you need a job, right? When you turn 16, you got to go to work, you know, you got to start working like ASAP. And so that's all we knew. And, you know, that's all we were instilled with is like people go to work, work for a living, you know, like you basically, you basically, what's the saying? Like you, um, you live, you work, you, it's like you live to work, not, uh, or you work to live or something like that or whatever, or live to work. It's, it's, I can't remember the saying, but basically, no, like that's what I'm just going, I was just going off of. And I had to really stop and think about that because I was just going off of what I saw my parents do. And I can't ever knock them because that's what they saw their parents do was just work hard. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have big dreams and big goals because I mean, their parents, you know, they didn't have really big dreams and big goals, like, which, you know, everybody's goals is different, but they're not, and not knocking anybody from that time era, but everybody was in survival mode, you know, like our parents and I mean, and, um, and their parents and things like that. And I didn't realize either that a lot of kids that grew up in the nineties, we were, you know, home by ourselves. Like our parents were working like a lot or whatever. And, um, you know, time is like really changing. And then, and, and it really is crazy too, because the economy and things like that, like people really can't afford, you know, like far as a blueprint, you know, back in the day, you could stay at home, like your grandparents, everything was affordable. So one person could work or whatever. And so now, you know, when we were in the nineties and stuff, now two people had to be working. <laughs> and so you kind of pretty much, that's all you saw. So that was the blueprint. Like the blueprint has been like, do what your parents did. And so it's like, you, we gotta, I don't know, unless you want that, you gotta kind of either gotta change though. Yeah, that's good. We talked about something similar to that in a previous episode where we talked about like our parents working all the time and then coming home and parenting when they're tired and the trauma and the hurt that came as a result of that. But since you are a makeup artist and a photographer, do you feel like that's work? You know, I don't or whatever. I don't because I love doing it. But one thing I do want to stretch to people too, even your passion though, like sometimes though, you can't get burnt out on doing your pat, your pat, the things that you love to do. And I think I, cause I had heard someone say that. I can't remember where I heard somebody say it, but they were taught, it was something I was listening to, but they were saying, they were talking about that saying, um, they hate the phrase that if it's you, if you love doing what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, when you do love doing what you're doing, it wouldn't, the way she phrased it, it was so true because it was like, when you do love what you're doing, sometimes you end up doing a lot of stuff taking stuff <laughs> like you know and you get burned out on doing what you're doing you love doing it but at the same time you know you uh you get you can get burned out on it and so with that like yes I do I really do love doing what I do but like anything if you overwork yourself doing it you will you know get burned out but it's really crazy because I was telling my husband or whatever about it last night and I said you know it after I started reading I was um reading about what we did with the discuss and I was like oh my gosh what am I gonna say like when they ask you know just like when we talk about it and all that stuff but one thing I could say like re- when you love something so much you can talk about it for hours days and that and that's when I like it doesn't have it doesn't sound rehearsed or it's not gonna you know like you can definitely find the answer quick and discuss it or whatever and so yeah that's what um that's what I see like that's that's like how I feel like you know you really loving and everything like that. Well, I'm glad you said that, that if you love what you do, you can talk about it all day. So let's get into this talk about what you do, because I see you smiling when you talk about it. So let's get into it. Like we know, in most professions, there are different specializations that you can get in it. Do you specialize in any form of photography? And if so, how did you figure out that that was your niche? Um. Well, I knew right off the bat, I always like to do um, beauty. 
beauty and um, beauty and like more of fashion, but more beauty. That's where I really originally wanted to start because I love makeup. Like makeup has been my passion for years. Like I've been doing makeup even when I was in high school. And so, I mean, even when we was taking eyeshadow up all the way to the eyebrows and <laughs> like, I, you know, the, the crazy colors all the way up to the eyebrows and we weren't even shading in our eyebrows and filling them in. <laughs> so that's just how long, you know, I've been doing this. But um, I got into wanting to do it because I just want to, honestly, I just want to take pictures of my makeup and put it on Instagram. That was originally what my plan was, but I love the beauty aspect of it. And so um, it just kind of transpired into more of whatever, but I always wanted to do beauty, but I shoot everything. I mean, I well, not everything, but I shoot, you know, family, fashion, maternity and things like that. But my love would be beauty and fashion. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because you have so many beautiful photos on your IG and it made me wonder, like, at what point did you marry your love for makeup and being able to do that with your photography skills? Uh, And well, thank you too uh, for the compliment. You know, I really wanted to, I love doing makeup and I love, and you know, and then I wanted to capture what I did and I love making people feel good about themselves and seeing themselves in a light that they just enhance in their beauty because they're already beautiful. I just want to enhance it. And, but letting them see what can be done for themselves, you know, and cap being able to capture that and them having that timeless photo that, man, so them never forgetting, like, I can always go back to that. I can always look like that. And so that's how, you know, how I look at it. Because I'll be honest, you guys, if you saw me like at work and everything, like I look like death warmed over every day at work. I look horrible at work. <laughs> but I, but it's so funny because, well, I look horrible. I, like probably 70% of my time I look home. However, but when I go back and I look at my photos of how, you know, <laughs> that I've taken in the past of myself and things like that, I know what I can do. So it doesn't even bother me to look bad <laughs> because I know what I can bounce back to. <laughs> so that's kind of how I look at it. <laughs> Ever you make me laugh and make my heart warm because as soon as you said that, I thought about that one um, TikTok audio that was like 90% of the time I look a hot mess. But that 10%, I give you a little boop, a little shink to the ding. That immediately popped into my head. So I wanted to say one thing about when you said, you know what you can do. Girl, that is a powerful statement. I don't know if you didn't even realize how powerful that was, but that is so powerful of like just having this worthiness, right? Of like, you see what you see, but I know the power that God has given me within me. So I know what I, I know what will happen. I can see a vision that you may not be able to see, but once it's done, you'll be like, oh shoot, how should I do that? Like when you said that, I was just like, look at her. Yes, you toot your horn, girl. Yes. And it's in all of us though. And that's what I like. And that's what I'm always trying to bring out in people to let them know. Cause a lot of people that come to me, like they've never had their makeup done or they've never taken professional photos before. And I'm just like, I'm just, you know, here to tell them like, hey, like I'm going to capture you in a way you've never seen yourself and know that you're, you're a bad chick and it's inside of you. You just got to bring it out of you and so you will always have these photos to remember that I am that you know I am that one yes I'm totally here for that because to me the best photos are the one where you feel like either you're that person that's experiencing the environment or that you're there with them experiencing that environment and because you know what you do and you bad at what you do how do you connect with the subject or the scene to get that perfect shot for the consumer like me. So what, so, and so the biggest thing actually, what, and I always tell people like, just be you, like relax and just be you, just be natural and relax because I'm a, I love candidate shots. And what that is, is when people are just being themselves and they're not paying attention to the camera. It's not a direct own shot that they're like looking into the camera. It's just, they're just free. And so, and that's what I love to capture 
people in their own zone, like doing what they love to do, just being who they are. And so um, I always tell people, just be natural. Just act like uh, the camera is not around because I get the best shots when people are trying to fix something or not paying attention or they don't even know that I'm shooting. They usually trying to fix their hair or their, because they move graceful and they move natural. And so that would probably be what I would say, you know, just really just shooting people in their comfort zone. I hear that. But in hearing that, it seems like you're always in photography mode. So how do you determine when to stay in photography mode or just to be in the moment and experience the activity or the environment? Like, how do you determine which one to do? Because in getting those candid, it seems like it would take you out of the moment. Yes. Oh my God. So that is a huge one for me. Like I had to learn that later on. Cause uh, I'm going to tell y'all like, y'all, my mom gets on my last nerve about that. Like every time with my daughter, I have a three, uh, well, she's about to be three. And every time we're doing something with her, it could be anything like she's, did you get pictures? Did you get pictures? And I'm like, no, I did not get pictures of it. Did you get a video? And it's like one thing I have learned or whatever is that you have like, I know, like we get so caught up on wanting to get that good photo for social media and, you know, and all of that stuff. And sometimes like we really need to just take a step back and look, live in the moment, capture it in your mind and make that memory because you don't want to, cause I've done this. I am a, such a, um, I, I am guilty of this. So like me and my husband, we like travel, we travel a lot. And sometimes when we go places, I'll get so caught up on capturing that, that bomb photo or whatever that I'm not taking in the scenery, taking in that, man, I'm in a whole nother country, you know, taking in that, man, you know, like nobody in my family has ever done this or, you know, just that I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, uh, you know, I'm in this life that I never thought I could be in, you know, not living in the moment and taking it in. And so I, that's why I try to push people and try to, you know, say, you know, take it in or whatever. Sometimes you just can't capture, sometimes you want to capture it in your mind, in your memory. But I really think because of social media, we have just become so obsessed with capturing, you know, taking that right photo and trying to make this real or trying to do this TikTok and things like that, that we don't live in the post. Sorry, we don't live in the moment anymore. Well, Miss Amber, conversely, what is one moment that you have in your memory bank that you would want, you wish you would have captured it it in a a photo? Because I know sometimes, you know, human nature is what it is. Our memories can't be an exact replica of the moment. Sometimes we take out things, we create things. So what's something that you would want? What's a memory that you would want in its purest form via Mm -hmm. that photo? That is a hard question because every pivotal moment I have, I can honestly say in my life, like I would probably say, I know a peak, it can't even be put into a picture, but I would say, I feel like, and so around my thirties or whatever, like, I don't know y'all, I have, I'm telling you, I feel like when I found my purpose or whatever, really just want to make people feel good about themselves and helping people and things like that. Like I would say that when I found myself worth and my purpose and what I was supposed to do in this life or whatever, I wish I could capture that in a photo, which is not possible, <laughs> but that is something that I wish that a picture could have been taken. But you know, it's of course it's not possible because it's not an actual thing. It's just a feeling. But um, that is something I wish that I could put that into a photo. I love that you said that of like you said you that moment when you captured or when you knew this is it, right? And I think of like I'm gonna go left. Well, it's still kind of on the same of the halftime, you know, like the moment when LeBron knew he was LeBron James. That moment when, you know, I think Mel Robbins knew when she's like... (laughs) I'm Mel Robin. Like, you can't tell me any. You know what I mean? Like, that moment. Like, I know you said you can't capture it, but if you could give a color to it, what color would you give it? When you mean by color, what do you mean? Like, far as just, like, any color that I could put on what it would describe? Yeah. Like Green. To, to, oh, you <laughs> Green is my favorite color. <laughs> yes. And so I feel like it best describes me and my personality, so. Okay. <laughs> 
I love that. And so with this whole entire process of you creating, capturing moments in, like you said, allowing, bringing out the beauty in their, uh, you know, the candid moments, right? Tell me a little bit about the process of editing these uh, these photos. So editing, that's a whole, y'all, that's like another ball game. <laughs> and that's the crazy part too, because I actually, I love editing. But um, editing is, I, I want everybody to know this when you get a photographer, when you choose a photographer and things like that, there is a lot that goes into editing, like serious. And it, you can, I can spend hours on one photo, especially depending on what the type of picture it is. If it's a beauty shot or something like that, like I could definitely spend a long time <laughs> editing it. <laughs> so um, there is a lot of, ed- uh, a lot of uh, work that goes into it that a lot of people don't see in that people in general because they just think you taking your pictures oh and you doing this afterwards I mean you're just giving them their pictures later and they don't see like what really goes it's a lot that goes into it well let's get into it let's help (laughs) you know ourselves take better pictures and let's help our photographers you know do a little bit less work so what are two or three quick tips you can give us experienced people inexperienced people who probably only have a camera phone um what two or three tips can you give us in order to take better pictures? So what I highly recommend, it does not matter the camera. People get it so uh, so wrong when they think that, oh, you know, I got to have this top of the line camera or I even I got to have this really nice, you know, this really nice phone and things like that. No, you can take it. It doesn't. It's really not about the camera and the, the quality of the camera. It's really about the light. Every lighting is a huge, huge, you know, it's, it's, it's the main thing. Like, seriously, like lighting can make and break your photo. If you want your photo, I don't care what you're shooting it on. If you want your photo to look like it's high end and it's straight out of a magazine, lighting is what you need. And by when I say lighting, I mean capturing yourself in the best light, which is normally natural light. Um, So getting in front and getting in front of a window and um that getting that good natural light between the hours of probably like about 10 to about three getting that natural light to hit it, it, that's when it really hits like really uh it, it hits like real beautiful around between uh like I say 10 to three sometimes even earlier too but it hits that those windows really really well at that time and so I would say it's really natural lighting just getting in front of a really good window and then um you know you know what I y'all I have a love-hate relationship with filters oh my god like it's okay to, you know, filter, like, you know, the whole skin room, uh, the skin, you know, touch up is made to touch up, like remove a spot, a blemish or things like that. But you should not look like Play-Doh. <laughs> you, you shouldn't look, we want to see the definition of your nose and your features. So you just shouldn't look like a, a soft blur there. And so <laughs> I would tell people try to, you know, dial back on the filters because the natural light, the good lighting will help take that perfect photo so I totally understand that because sometimes like you know black women hyperpigmentation it is a thing but in the right light it seems blurred and matted so in addition to that natural sunlight are there any angles we need to do like do we need to have the light at the front do we need to have it down below like I'm trying to get up on my picture game well I will tell you so when you take photos lower like if you take if you're a short person for all my short people <laughs> if you take photos down low and hold like if you down to the ground like if you have somebody lean the camera up and take it down low it will make you look elongated so um that's something for you know that's some food for thought like and some help with people um if you oh okay so a good example always leave uh, another good tip I mean always leave if you have a bit of a pudge like me because I had a bait and everything try to take it from the side so um yeah so if you do decide to edit the photo like one if you want to push in your stomach you have you can work with the space because you'll be able to have that space to push in the stomach because you're you're taking it from the side let's see what else looks some little point a few pointers um always also always try to put a gap between um when you put your arm on your hip you can put
put your arm on your hip. Try to leave that space between your arm and your body, the body with that space. So if you do like, like me, for example, you got a little back fat or anything and you want to push that in, you'll be have room to edit it, if that makes sense. So just some pointers, just some pointers there. Try to always cross your legs, things like that. Cross at the ankles and stuff like that. So a few tips there. All right, y'all fun size mommies like me. Remember, so we need to um, create that look, take it from the side and then get somebody on the ground and then create that space with your hand on your hip and cross your leg. Yes. And always, always the the um, leg that is facing the camera always bend that one. Don't keep it straight. If that makes sense. Probably bend at the ankle kind of. So I'm going <laughs> to ask because I'm that awkward person that if you had to shoot me, you'll be like, Lord, help this child. Like I am that awkward girl. So help me with like what you're describing so I can get some poses for my own IG page. So I know how to pose with this bent knee or leg. Well, you know, like when, let me see how, I can describe it. You know how like you all, you know how like we're standing there and we always bend a knee kind of like um, standing up. Like you're going to either you'll keep one leg straight. No, or you know what? Better yet, when you um, pop your foot up, like when you put uh, put your foot, put one foot on your, on the toes. A good tip too, there are several, oh, I will tell you this. A, a good thing is, is that there are several, several videos on TikTok. I love TikTok for stuff like this. There are several videos on TikTok that you can go for posing like and they'll just do quick run-throughs of different poses and I always bring those up when I'm shooting especially when I'm shooting individual people like uh, shooting people by themselves oh yeah thank you this is unrelated but I just had to say whatever situation that Kai was just doing was like a real life visualization of that Cardi B meme when she was younger and she was standing in front of that picture and it's like my mama said like that you look just like that I swear to god I promise you, you did. It's so funny. That's why I said I am the awkward person that I cannot take a photo. Like I am just so I am I am literally the definition of black girl awkwardness. So oh my god, it was good. It was good. But believe it or not, y'all, everybody is like that. And it's so funny because I can do this all day shooting people, but y'all, the minute you put me behind the camera, I get real tense and I freeze up and <laughs> I start acting super weird. And so I totally know what you mean. Which is also why you prefer candid yes full circle <laughs> so if i was to get a photographer what are some questions that i really should ask this photographer to know that they know what they're doing instead of like oh yeah i'm a photographer and i'm like get my pictures back and i'm like i could have did this myself so you got that is such a good question oh my god like i cannot stress this enough i'm so glad you brought this up so i want people to know this so when you are looking for a photographer it, it really starts with you you have to make sure for one that don't ask the photographer I'll give you an example don't ask the photographer who you've never seen post any type of baby pictures to shoot your baby <laughs> because clearly they're not a newborn photographer if you've never seen them shoot newborn photography so if you've never seen any newborn on their websites or anything like that so then so in that I give that example because know what you're looking for you want know the type of editing that you want so and know that well or, or not even that even if you because I know people most people don't know much about editing if you're not taking if you don't take professional photos but I'm meaning like know if whatever type should be able to show them examples of what they do I mean of what you want to see if that's the type of look they can achieve and if that's and then look at their photo you know and if you're looking at their photos see if that's the type of photos that you actually like because a lot of times what people do like people will just ask you because they know you're a photographer <laughs> like I have a lot of people that ask me things and I'm like you've never seen this on my page or my work or anything like why are you asking me to do this and I'm like no I can send you to someone who specializes in that and so that's why I say know what you're looking for like and what I and also an example is all photographers have different ways of editing everybody edits different everybody has different um the way they're
their like they like their photos to be finished. Like some people, like you have photographers that do light and airy. Like when you see their photos, everything is light and bright in their photos all the time. And then you have some people, some people that edit, they like dark and moody. So, and you see, that's where you see like that, that dark tint or that oranges, that orangey looking tint or brownish looking tint. So it really just depends on the type of photos that you're going for as a client, what you want your photos to look like. And that would be the photographer, like, and that's how I would look for a photographer, whoever photos match what you're going for. Listeners, y'all know I'm going to keep it all the way funky at all times. Also, what Miss Amber is saying is if you are a Black woman or a woman of the global majority, do not get a photographer that you see no Black people in their work because that was the determining factor when my family took um, family pictures last year or the year before. That's how I determined who was going to be my photographer because I was in a mostly white setting. I was like, okay, who got Black people pictures? So I can see, make sure this isn't going to be no school picture day where the lighting is all, where they doing something crazy. I needed black pe- somebody who understood photographing blackness. So that is also what she is saying in the most nicest, politest terms. You know, you know what? That that is true because you really do have to pay attention. And you know what? This not not even just <laughs> it's so funny. So not even just other you know certain people. Some people really can't. They have a hard time editing. You know, uh, skin with color in it and different types of skin. I mean, different colors of the skin. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, and you, cause you don't ever want to go too light to wash them out. You don't want to like, and if for uh, my darker skin, my chocolate, like you don't want it to, you don't want them to look where it's like the undertones. You want to, the undertones are gray or, you know, different colors. You want to really bring out that, that real, that, that real color. And so that is a good point. But I will say this, not every, just some, sometimes, oh, it's so hard. Sometimes you can't always go by if they don't, if you don't see any black people. And the reason being is because they might probably can, they might just not have a lot of people in that area, that clientele or whatever. And so sometimes it's harder for people because the lady who did our engagement photos, I loved her style of editing. I mean, I loved her editing. Y'all, she didn't have not one black person on her page. But she did an amazing job. And she, I was, we were actually like one of her first black couples, but she did tell us, she was like, I just don't really, I don't have, I don't, uh, I don't really get a lot of people to read a black people, African-American people to reach out to her because she doesn't, she doesn't know a lot of people. <laughs> and also because she, cause she didn't have any of them on her website. She never, fo- you know, photographed. And when she did a beautiful job, y'all, we look like we came straight out of a, a, a no lie, a Colgate com- uh, pre ad, a brochure or something. But um, yeah, she did an amazing job. So sometimes, but I still, I'm, but one, I definitely do agree with Nate. You definitely have to <laughs> look at that. Like seriously. That's good to know because I've wanted for a while to do like those boudoir photos and like to do them in black and white, to do them in color. And some of my former co-workers had gotten those done and they were gorgeous. Granted, they're not melanated, but they were absolutely beautiful. And two of them on two separate occasions use the same photographer. And so I looked at her stuff and she does incredible work. There's not very many of us on there. And I was definitely like, but do you? But can you? But damn, this is a really cute photo and this would look really good in this complexion. So that's good. That's good advice to kind of keep to keep in mind because I do really want to get some of those really pretty photos done. Um, But while we're kind of on like the subject of melanation and photography and just your purpose and things of that nature like you have so many beautiful black photos on your page like I mentioned earlier and it made me wonder if you specifically wanting to photograph black people was a a purpose of yours and I also wanted to know that you mentioned you have this gift that you've been given by God what role does your faith also play in your business there's a two-part question answer how you see fit (laughs) okay so the first question um I've I actually do all I like I, I shoot all skin types and everything and you know everybody but I a lot of time 
sometimes we seem to we attract what we're around most you know what we um yeah we we attract what we most you know what it, when I think about that that is actually a really good question because you really do you attract what you post because I know a um photographer and he's african-american and all of his posts are nobody's of color on the page <laughs> and so that's what he really attracts other right you know other races or and things like that he really does not shoot a lot of us uh, of, of us even though you know he is african-american himself but it, it really is what you post like it, it, it starts to make sense like in marketing purposes when you see any type of marketing or commercial ad or brochure anything why you see why it's important to see all races depending on whatever you're marketing for to put out there whatever race you're marketing to because if you start not to see that I mean if you don't see that you know a certain race then you might not think it that's for you and so um it really is about as far as whatever you market to you know like what you see and things like that like far as the marketing but um yeah <laughs> and then my spiritual belief and things like that in in it um I would say that de- I mean definitely in what I do especially like I feel like everything happens for a reason and y'all the people that I come in contact with doing this like I have met some really great amazing people like I'll give matter of fact I'll give you a, um just in my faith just doing this or whatever how I know I was on the right track I ended up meeting this lady or whatever and she she was a client never I didn't know her or anything like that she was referred to me by somebody else that I really didn't know either or whatever and she had came in and she just got to talking to me y'all I had never met this lady a day in my life and she ends up like prophesying to me and telling me a lot of things or whatever and I was like okay you know like okay you know I get a lot of lines you know stuff talking stuff so she was really nice and everything or whatever but it was something about her it gave me chills when she was talking about all of this you know saying all of the things or whatever y'all I kid you not I'm not y'all this is like so real when I tell you every single thing that this lady told me came to pass I had never seen this lady a day in my life I had never met her she came in my house she had only been in there 15 minutes and she just told me all of this stuff and you know at first I thought okay yeah she's you know <laughs> it's a little weird but she didn't know anything and when I but when I tell you you guys everything this lady told me came to pass within like a year and it was just so crazy so I know like <laughs> like it was just reassurance that like man what I'm doing is it, it's it's it's, re- it's real it's the right it's right for me to be doing it and I'm supposed to be doing it I just love that because one when somebody else that's a stranger that tells you and confirms everything for you that you have no connections with you just know that's nothing but God right right I absolutely so thank you for sharing that story <laughs> Yeah. Um, thank you. So my question for you, since we're thinking of like your bigger purpose and everything, what is the one thing you want to be remembered for, but also your legacy? Basically, really just capturing people. I want to be remembered for capturing people in a way that they never saw themselves and making people feel good about themselves. And then also letting people, like I say, going back to where, you know, how you look at the old photos of your grandmother and your, your mom or, you know, great grandparents and stuff like that. And you see that beauty in them. And that's what, and, and then you're able to see them. Like, um, we, we're able to know what they look like and what they, do we have, you know, features of them and things of them. And that's what I want to be able to create timeless photos so our kids and our kids' kids and kids' kids' kids will be able to look back and see them. Now, granted, they probably just don't go on Facebook and be like, this was my mama profile <laughs> or my grandma profile. But, <laughs> but you know, I don't know how, <laughs> how it's going to be. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll be able to have old photos of us. Well, even if they do get on Facebook, ourselves and our listeners will at least have better quality pictures because we're going to do them tip that you told us to so it's gonna be better <laughs> and we're gonna make sure our lightning lighting is great outside in the sun in the heat 
<laughs> so what would be one actionable step you would give our listeners just about looking for a photographer or anything about photos? Like what would be one actionable step you want to leave our listeners? Just when you're getting a photographer, you know, definitely when you're seeking out a photographer, just talk to them, be honest, tell them what you're looking for and what you want. Oh, and a really big thing, you guys, if you ever have someone take, you know, do photos for you or even your makeup, this is really big in both games both of these games with makeup and photography if you ever don't like something be honest right then don't either go you know leave them a bad review or either put their work down or things like that because you didn't like it when if because you felt like you were too light or you felt like they didn't do this right or that right because if you tell they'll it trust me it, it builds so much of a relationship between you and the client and a respect for you guys if you tell them right then so they can fix it because we can we can always fix stuff. We can always change it to the client's liking. Even if it's makeup, if you feel like you're too light and you should have been darker, tell them right then and they can, I promise you, they can fix it. Because we would rather have a returning client and, you know, then to that person be like, oh, I didn't want to go back to her because last time she did, you know, she did my makeup too light or um, it was too dark or things like that. And you just, that person, they never knew that because you never told them. So that's one thing I will always say, like always, always when, you know, just build a relationship with them. I promise they, they will appreciate you more if you're honest with them and to, when you don't like something and things like that, like they can definitely and give them a chance to fix it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Before we move into our next thing, can you tell all of our listeners where to find you? Yes. So um, my website is, is Amber B <laughs> makeup and photography.com, but I'm on Facebook under Amber Bogart and um, and also my Instagram is uh, Amber Bogart as well. So yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so I did want to say it's so beautiful of like your whole entire journey of finding your self-love, your self-belief and your self-worth and understanding your purpose. And with that, a word from our sponsor. Hey, beautifuls, this message is brought to you by The Grass is Greener on the Other Side, where we help women who have anger, sadness, and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace, and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at affairrecoverycoach at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call so we're going to transition into our moments of melanation moments of melanation moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing today for moments of melanation we are highlighting we are highlighting George Robert Carruthers. Listen, ladies, this man built his first telescope at 10. In 1969, he was awarded a patent for his image converter for detecting electromagnetic radiation, especially in short wavelengths. Fancy way of saying he built something that they use in space. And then in 70, in 1970, um, he his ultraviolet camera or spectrograph in the image converter provided the first proof of the existence of the molecular hydrogen in, in interstellar space. In 72, his spectrograph was used during was used during the first lunar walk of the Apollo 16 and it enabled scientists to examine Earth's atmosphere for concentrations of pollutants, see ultraviolet images of more than 550 stars, nebulae, and galaxies for the very first time. And in 72, 
two, he was awarded NASA's Exceptional Scientific Achievement Medal. Homeboy was busy in the 60s and 70s to culminate into being inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame for his work in science and engineering in 2003, as well as receiving the two, 2012 National Medal of Technology and Innovation by the one and only President Barack Obama in 2013. So ladies, what do y'all think about Mr. Carruthers and all of his contributions to space? So he was really busy. (laughs) He was a super busy person. But not only that, just think that to do this in that time when it was like super hard, nobody was motivational. It was very hard for Black people at that time. It's super impressive because of everything, you know, and probably the limited resources he probably had as well. And so, I mean, just doing it in that time, I think any doing anything in that time frame, you're like, you're winning. Like you were able, he was able to, you know, to get by and push forth and keep doing what he believed. I think this is amazing. And I had a very similar um, thought to Amber. I love niggas in space. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite genres of science I adore it but like I've always been into science well well I've always been into like space and I've always wanted a telescope so when I saw some of these facts I was like yo I really need to get a telescope like for real I love all things about the cosmos and for anything related to otherworldly things that happen around earth in the space and things that black people get to contribute to I like I eat it up I absolutely love it so this was an, an amazing like fact people definitely need to know who he is for sure yes and he is one of the very few people because in doing research for this episode I looked but he is one of the very few black people who have contribution to photography rather than just their work so yay for Mr. Carruthers for inventing his ultraviolet ultraviolet camera or spectrograph so ladies and gents as you all know we end every every episode with an affirmation and today's affirmation we get to have Miss Ambra say our affirmation today. So my affirmation would be beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself which is by Coco Chanel. Because it's so true. Because I think of like, you see people who walk and they have like this je ne sais quoi or like this confidence about them. And you can't figure out what it is. But when they walk into a room, you're just like, hmm, okay. And it's because the moment that they realize that they're themselves. That's so beautiful. I love that. That was beautiful. Let me make sure I got it correctly. So it said, beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. Yes. Hallelujah. I like that. I think that's a classic affirmation because I feel like a lot of things that are authentic to people, a lot of good and greatness that happens in people's lives come from that self-awareness and that self-confidence. So yeah, I definitely like that. And I think some people, I think sometimes we have a hard time being ourselves because we feel like it's not enough. That part. That was real good, Amber. And so on that beautiful note, we, before we head out, Amber, can you tell them where to find you one more time? It will be in the blog and it will be on all of our IG pages. So, but just one more time for the listeners who didn't get it and the ones in the back. Yes. So it's amber-b.com. And on Instagram is Ambra Bogar and Facebook is Ambra Bogar. So thank you so much, Ambra, for coming through and educating all of us on photography, how to stand, we need the best lighting and how to vet your freaking photographer. But not only that, about like makeup and everything and your whole entire beautiful transition into adulting and knowing that we're all in our halftime show. So yeah, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Ladies and gents, you can follow us on Spotify, Amazon, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Red Circle. Check out the blog at whereismyblueprintpod.com. And with that, we are over and out. Thank you. Bye. Peace out.